I think in our time, there is no difference between being an artist from one specific city or one specific country. Mm. With internet, we are open to everything, all the opportunities. You can really show up and show your work. conversations with artists about the work behind their work. My name is Ruby Josephine Smith and I am a choreographer, contemporary dancer, blog writer, and host of this very podcast. My goal is to bring you an in-depth look at the creative process from the perspective of different kinds of artists from all over the globe, learning more about what it is that drives a person to create. Hi there, and welcome back, or welcome if this is your first time listening. So today is an extra special interview because it is my first interview that I was finally able to do in person with a fellow Tangier artist. So Huda and I, we've known each other for quite a while. I forget when we actually met in person, but I know we had been following each other's work um, for a while before we actually met face to face. Um, But we knew each other through mutual friends. Um, There's a place here in Tangier called the Cinematheque de Tangier or Cinema Reef. And there's a lot of, you know, young artist types that kind of hang out there. And so I feel like I had heard about Huda through a lot of the other artists there. But after hearing a lot about each other's work and I think following each other on Instagram, we finally met in person. We instantly clicked right away. She's just such a sweet person and I'm really lucky to call her a good friend now. So let me introduce her to you a little bit more. Huda Rahmani is a Moroccan artist, illustrator, graphic designer, and photographer, among many other things. She studied fine art at the Institut National de Beaux-Arts in Tetouan and later completed a master's program in cinema. Her work has won numerous awards and has been commissioned by local businesses in Tangier, where she's now based. She has experience in a wide variety of mediums, exploring and playing with what art making means to her. She is currently pursuing a PhD in fine art, working on personal projects, and teaches graphic design at a local university. Huda's work is both delicate and powerful, as are her thoughts and ideas about art and its importance to her personally and to the wider world. In this face-to-face conversation, both of us sitting cross-legged on the floor of my Tangier apartment, we discussed the academic side of art and her experience of studying fine arts in Morocco, watercolors and visual arts as poetry. We talk about the paradox of Instagram, how it can make us more self-conscious about our work being judged, but also more connected and equal in terms of artistic opportunity around the world. We discuss the difference between arts versus craft, Moroccan traditional arts, whether art is a basic necessity of life, and our mutual love of the sea. You are also going to get the chance to hear my accent get just a little bit tanjawiya because that's, you know, that's what happens when you live in a country for five plus years. So yeah, enjoy that. Before we dive into the conversation, I also wanted to mention that for all of these episodes, anything that we mention, whether it's a specific artist or perhaps a type of dance or a link to something, a song, all of that can be found in the show notes, which is at rubyjosephine.com slash podcast. So check that out if there's anything that you hear during the episode that you're curious to know a little bit more about. So that's all I have for you personally. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Huda Rahmani. so different to do it in person I'm a little bit nervous too (laughs) it's gonna be okay it's gonna be good perfect so welcome to the process piece podcast Huda thank you for inviting me I'm so happy to have you me too um so I always start with the same question for each guest as you know uh which is what is your first memory of creating something uh, the first memory is, is when we were a child, and I think that we were so, so lucky we didn't have internet. 
Wow. So yeah. we had a lot of free time and we didn't have these uh, judging platforms like Instagram. Mm -hmm. We just do things for fun and it's not like the same way on those days. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when always it was on Saturday morning, my, my parents were at work. So we had the, the house for us, me and my brother. And it was the time, the creative time. Nice. <laughs> uh, my, my mom is, uh, was a painter as well. And my dad used to do a lot of craft work. Oh, okay. So we was all the time drawing and uh, painting. But uh, we didn't use a lot of uh, unusual Mm. Uh, materials okay. and on that Saturday we always create everything like we uh, mm. we was doing like uh, creative things like uh, I remember it was a wooden wooden carpet mm -hmm. we used to do that on the cars uh, yeah. I don't know if you have it in America I don't know if we have that <laughs> Wait, what to is keep it, it always uh, clean and the new ah okay we used to put it on the chairs mm -hmm. and I think it was like uh, they was going to throw it and mm -hmm. it was like making jewelry with it ah, and okay. painting with oil painting wow <laughs> it was and after that it was on the carpet and yeah. we had to hide it oops and for us <laughs> it was like painting it goes with water but this was was new yeah so it was like this discovering new materials and new elements to work with mm. and uh, with me and my brothers we're doing a lot of crafts like we were doing origami oh, nice. animals and airplanes and kites mm -hmm. and we were selling that at school yeah <laughs> it was like the creative really? oh my gosh a person at school and we didn't sell that with money it was like an exchange oh, they give for, like, us candy, uh, candy and stuff <laughs> and for example if there is two person who wants it we choose the best one wow <laughs> who had the best candy <laughs> you were already like a creative businesswoman yeah. when you were My kid. brother was doing the business yeah, parts okay. and I was creating. Okay. It was like sense. using my creations. <laughs> Amazing. It was so fun. That's so funny. Oh, I love that. So you used a lot of like found materials. Yes. And, and do yeah. new things with it. So mm -hmm. Some stuff to find it at home, especially with my mothers. Mm -hmm. We find some materials and some paintings, special paintings, for yeah. example. And we explore. It was like a pure experimentation. Mm, I love that. <laughs> and so do you see like those early experiences? Do you see that reflected in how you work now? Yes, because it's uh, I was uh, keeping the same. I was uh, doing that all my life, I mm -hmm. think. Even in, before high school, I was like painting in my pants and yeah. my bags and really? my shoes. Yeah. And uh, one person just told me that you have to study fine arts and uh, apply arts for high school. Yeah. And I was, I hated school, like uh, physics and mathematics. Yeah. It was so boring for me. So it was like a, whew, uh, a nuisance. Yeah. I, I born. I was born. You were you were reborn. <laughs> yes, yeah, reborn. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was like a beginning of something great because mm. I was feeling so bored. I was like doing those things for fun. It was uh, my pleasure moment. Yeah. And uh, when I started studying that, it mm -hmm. was like I was the first one always. Yeah. I was a major in every year, so it was a lot of fun. I was yeah. uh, staying all the weekends and holidays in my studio wow. without going out. And it was really, I was so happy with that. That's amazing. You really found your place then. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. So did, did you study art in university? Is that... Yes, before in high school mm -hmm. and after that in university. Okay, that's amazing. Here in Morocco? Yes. Okay, that's really nice. Especially so... in high school, you are like saving your life. Mm -hmm. Because when you study mathematics and all of that and you hate that, you can't really do many things in your future because right. you stay in a bubble. Like you have to yeah. study specific things like medicine or they have a specific dreams, like right. stereotypes. Yeah, it keeps you in a box. Yes, yeah. and you don't really get open to other opportunities like fine art and mm -hmm. all of that. You just stay on that box. Yeah. And with applied art, you're just like dreaming. And yeah. everybody's going to get bored and you like seeing them and you <laughs> say like you're still lucky. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. And it's interesting because I feel like especially in Morocco and other parts of the world too there's yes. kind of it's it's not always a possibility to study art and you don't always know that this can be a career actually and so how did you realize that oh wait this can be my life this can be my profession did you always have that in mind or did someone kind of inspire you to uh, that? my dad yeah. I was I was going like I was saying to him no my friends mm -hmm. was telling me that I have to study economics there's mm -hmm. a lot of work there but I wasn't passionate about 
mm-hmm. and I was afraid about applied arts. Mm-hmm. And you were saying like everybody is studying economics, yeah. and few people are doing applied arts. And there is a lot of opportunities, and mm-hmm. it's true. For example, we studied like uh, communication, mm-hmm. design communication, and it's we have a lot. We can work a lot, and we have more opportunities than someone who study economics. Right. So there is a lot of work. Right. You have just to be creative and to do things. Right. Exactly. And find your place. Yeah. And yeah, the, I wanted to talk about that because you do a lot of arts already. You're a graphic designer, illustrator. Yes. You studied cinema. You're art teacher yeah am I missing anything else (laughs) I was photographer photographer yes of course yeah so you do a lot of things um was there one thing that drew you into art originally like was there something that was really your passion from the beginning in the beginning I I started with photography I was so passionate about and uh, while studying in fine arts, I was so passionate about watercolor. Mm-hmm. Especially we had a great teacher. He, he teach us in a poetic way. <laughs> we went always in nice places, in nature, and he was uh, f- smoking in a beautiful way. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. He was so... I don't know. He was so... It was a show. It was like a show. Yeah, yeah. He it's that, a like, nice cliche music. with a cigarette. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. I understand. It was a little piece of poetry and mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot of pleasure doing it yeah. and especially the way he teaches us mm. it was like a lot of freedom a mm. lot of fun a lot of joy on doing that in mm. the process of painting yeah and uh, then I fell in love with watercolor and uh, I also do illustration mm-hmm. and my favorite ones are the traditional ones mm-hmm. with watercolor yeah. and ink. It's the best ones. It's the things I learned from that course. Amazing. I love that idea of watercolor as kind of poetry. I, I can yes. see that, you know, there's something so like delicate and natural about watercolor. That and makes watercolor a lot of is sense. magic. Yeah. It gives you a lot of beautiful effects. I don't know, it's like... I don't know if everyone feels that feeling. When mm-hmm. you swim, you're in the beach and you're like far from in the water and yeah. you have that special feeling. Yeah. You feel so, so happy and you can't really explain that feeling. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's the same way with watercolor. Yeah. When you get into that mood. Yeah. I don't know, beautiful. it feels so magic. For you, I love that. <laughs> I can't describe it, but yeah. it's like uh, something you feel on that time. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So would you say, I wanted to ask you what it is that makes you feel the most creative. And would you say that it's watercolor or do some of the other art forms that you play with? I think also? watercolor. Mm-hmm. Watercolor is the best for me. I feel so free on, in the wind that mm-hmm. I don't really feel borders. Mm-hmm. You just enjoy your time. Nice. But I think the worst things who happen to us in that generation is mm-hmm. Instagram. Really? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> Why the best things and it's the worst things in the same time. Yeah. Because recently when I was doing something, I was like uh, doing the stuff and waiting for the judgment. Mm, and yeah. you don't really do the thing for yourself. Yeah. Even when you don't post it, but you think that uh, they are going to like it. Is it mm. art? Is it, it is not. And yeah. you ask a lot of questions that are so perturbing. Yeah, that's a really good point to make because we're so encouraged to share our art with the world right away. Yes. But sometimes things aren't finished and sometimes you have to go through that yes. process alone yes. before you show anyone else. Because yes. It's vulnerable to show your art right away. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, for me, it was like, is it art or not? Mm. Because in fine arts, they teach us, if you don't really have a concept, it's like you're an artisan. Oh. Even if you're doing a wonderful watercolors yeah. or a wonderful drawing, it's, uh, it's not really valuable if you don't really have a concept. You oh, can okay. do whatever you want, even if it's bad or whatever, but to represent that it is arts, contemporary art. Mm. And when I do, for example, watercolor, I'm asking myself, like, I'm not doing art. Is it art or being an artisan? That's really... Yes. What is... Is there a difference for you? Yes, it's yeah. uh, especially a lot of pressure mm-hmm. because I was uh, I I think also about my friends who mm. were with me in art school yeah. and uh, how they will judge that oh, because yeah. we did a lot of, uh, for example, watercolors and illustrations mm-hmm. and it was just for learning 
And after yeah. that, to be an artist, you have to do contemporary art. And I did it, and uh, I didn't like it, the relation between the galleries and all of that, mm-hmm. especially being an introvert. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that's hard. I can relate to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They are so sharp. Right. Yeah. Yes, they just think about selling and... Uh, I don't know, it's like a consumerism system. Mm. I don't want to fit in for the moment. Yeah, and you, you shouldn't have to. I think you need that time to to create your own personal art and then worry about the, the galleries and the selling and yes. stuff afterwards. So so you do a lot of work that is commissioned. So you yes. do graphic design and this kind of work, and then you also do your own personal yes. projects yes. as well. Yes. And so what what's the difference between the two? Do you feel a difference in the process when you're yes. working on... Of course, yeah. there's a lot of, dif- yeah. of different aspects, mm-hmm. like where you have a, a, communi- a commission at work, mm-hmm. you have to do the things they tell you, right. and uh, it has to be good for them like you Mm -hmm. have to show your bad things and your best techniques and all of that but when you do the the things for your own Mm -hmm. you are like experimenting you're having more fun Mm -hmm. Uh, even if it doesn't work it's okay it's still learning and you're having fun in the process but Mm -hmm. when there is a client who is waiting for that result it's a lot more pressure but Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's also more easier for me yeah oh, okay when it's a commission it's uh, like i know exactly what i'm going to do right yeah. <laughs> like i know the techniques i know how i am going to work <laughs> and it's all okay but when it's personal it gets like uh, sometimes i get into depression <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> and i think a lot about the thing yeah. and uh, but it's more meaningful i think right because you don't know what the outcome is supposed to look like yes it's really yeah that's a very different process and you process. think a lot about it mm-hmm. and uh, when you have a client it's like uh, you know the way <laughs> right exactly yes. it can be nice to work within a box sometimes sometimes yes. i like like if i'm working on a dance piece i like to know okay it has to be this length or i have to use this music and then you get to be creative in a new way yes. sometimes but at the same time it's also nice to have that open yes space of just working on what personally comes to you and even with clients mm-hmm. sometimes you're more productive because you have a deadline that you really work and when it's personal sometimes you think about the thing a lot of time mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't do it yeah uh, just last night i was thinking about an idea about mm-hmm. some paintings and i saw it on instagram mm-hmm. and i was saying like oh my god why I didn't <laughs> like it's do already it. been done yes it was like the same idea. It was like, how can it happen? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, even if the same concept has been done, you have your own voice. Yes. You know? So I think there's room for everyone to try things, even if it looks like it's been done yes. before. But you're a little bit opposite. Well, yeah, I understand. For your laziness. I know that feeling. I really know the feeling. Right before I came out with this podcast, yes. someone else came out with another podcast called like the process project or oh. something and I was like oh no <laughs> I can't do this anymore but of course I mean there's there's room for everyone you know I believe yes. in the what is that the and everyone yeah. has his own audience exactly so it's okay. yeah yeah there's enough to go around and it's never the same <laughs> exactly exactly the theory of abundance that's yes the, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah so talking about your personal projects then what is the the first step that you take when you're starting a personal project? What's like, is it an idea? Is it um, maybe a medium that you want to use? What is the, the first spark? It depends. Yeah. But sometimes it's like just simple things like cleaning the, the studio, mm-hmm. just small things like buying new furniture mm-hmm. who give you that invite to create something with them. Mm-hmm. When you sometimes discover something new in the market and you have to try it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's come with films or in by visiting art galleries mm-hmm. or it depends. Every project there is a different uh, glimpse yeah. or a, begin, a different beginning. Yeah, but it sounds like it always maybe comes from something external, so something that you see or feel or hear or something around yes. you. Yes, yeah? but it can come with uh, like podcasts, movies, right. anything, yeah. nature, like uh, seeing a nice light landscape or seeing a good artist sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives you more motivation and uh, something you want to do and you want to achieve. So are your are your personal projects often conceptual? Like, are they around a certain theme or do they have a certain message to them? Yes, normally I was uh, working a lot on consumerism mm. in my contemporary t- drawings. Interesting. 
and I was exploring a lot in that. Mm-hmm. But recently, I was finding a lot of joy by just doing simple things mm-hmm. and by just practicing watercolor. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like a special feeling. When I do the artworks, I'm like more stressed. Right. I do a lot of research. Right. I think a lot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, some, but I think art is like, uh, it's hard to bring us joy. Mm. It's hard to yeah. be meaningful, but we have to feel that joy and that passion by doing it. It doesn't don't have to be like in the aspects of the contemporary world. They have a big concept about the political problems and all of that. Of course. Sometimes like it's, it is just simple yeah and it's joyful. I think it's so good to have both. I like that you said that because I think you have to have it's good to have a message and it's good to have yes. a purpose yes. but it is so easy to get like really heavy into that yes. you know it can start to bring you down if you start to do all the research and just think like oh there's no hope for the world yeah that's true um, and so it's good then to have that practice to go back to of like you know just doing simple sketches or doing something yes. that does bring you joy that's yes. really i think everyone should do the both of them yeah both of practice when you are like mentally good yeah and you really you can work in big subjects yeah and sometimes Sometimes you like uh, you just have to have fun yeah. and to enjoy the process. Exactly. So when you're when you're in the middle of a of a project, maybe we'll say one that's more conceptual. Maybe like yes. the consumerism project you've been working on. Is there what kind of doubts come up for you? Like, do you have doubts or fears that are kind of reoccurring in your creative process? Yes, it always happens. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> we all have that. <laughs> so, so what do those look like for you? And then what, what tools do you use yeah, to overcome it? I think it? it's uh, something we can't escape. Mm-hmm. And uh, my problems become like, uh, when I, I'm thinking a lot about if everybody will understand mm-hmm. my message, Mm, and okay. I think it's impossible in arts. Yeah. Everyone has have his own interpretation and sometimes I have an idea and someone is is coming and he see my piece for example mm-hmm. and he have another interpretation. Right. And it's kind of disturbing doing the the things the right way and uh, if you use the right visuals and the right tools mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot of questions mm. will give you a lot of pressure. But I think it's good yeah. to have a, something you're really sure about it. And uh, when you get sure, you can defend. Mm. When you have, a, for example, a critic, even a bad critic, for example, mm-hmm. you know how to answer. Mm, yeah. You know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, and sometimes those doubts are important because it makes yes. you think about the, the yes. criticism that you might have to face and yes. how and you can deal with that. it's normal to get lost yeah. along the way. Yeah, of course. Yes, it's a fun journey as well. Yeah, we all do that. Yes. <laughs> it's very normal. Yeah. So what are, what are some concrete things that you do in order to try to get over these fears? I think just... Uh, uh, learning a lot about the subject, knowing exactly the the subject I will tackle to understand it, understand all the aspects. I think when we were in fine arts, like uh, we wanted to to work on the big subjects, like political subjects, but right. we were so dumb. <laughs> we know nothing about well, that. Yeah, it's just your own personal feelings yes. at this point. It's not really like a yes. researched. Yeah, and uh, for example, you just read one article, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like. Uh, you are right and you talk about it like you're sure about it mm. but you don't really know the other aspects right. and all the story about for example one topic right. and I think it's grow uh, it's grow with us mm-hmm. like uh, I think we can't get that maturity right now yeah like we're growing with that uh, with that information and all of that yeah yeah, I think that's true. But I still think that young voices are also important to hear in yes, art. Even yes. if it's maybe not as wise or doesn't have as much maturity, it's still important to have that in the yes. art world. And sometimes they see the thing the other don't see. Exactly. For example, even is sometimes it's like uh, just uh, superficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's like uh, more... Uh, more precise mm-hmm. yeah i don't know how to explain that but i think they see what others doesn't see right in the in this age yeah yeah that's true it's like a, a new fresh perspective yes yes yeah. that's every it. generation has that that's it yeah that's true and especially you did you don't have the the heavy the mm-hmm. heavy parts of the history and all of that yeah you mm-hmm. have your own interpretation and how you see things yeah 
Are you still teaching art? By the yes. Way? Yeah. Do you see that in your students that you teach? Uh, I'm teaching graphic design, oh, graphic okay. arts, okay. and so it's like uh, they they are just learning and things. Mm -hmm. uh, they are just drawing each other. Okay. They don't really have a subjects and okay. all of that, but it's fun. They have a lot of fun. That's great. And I think it's it's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. I know I get inspired from being a dance teacher. That's something that's been really surprising because I never really thought I would want to be a teacher. Yes. I thought I just wanted to make art, but I've actually found so much joy in teaching and so much inspiration from my students. So, Same. Yeah, have you? Yeah. Same. Sometimes they even give you the invite to create more yeah. and to, to do more. To yeah. just practice and uh, we don't stop from learning. Mm -hmm. So they give you that invite to learn more and to be teached more. Exactly. Yeah. It's an, it's always ongoing you're you never stop learning exactly yeah exactly and which is true for you also because you did a master's in cinema yes, yes. yes and now you're working on your phd which is amazing thank you <laughs> so uh, how is how is that going for you what is it like being more in the academic world of art uh, I'm trying to just adjust that mm -hmm. way. Um, even when I was studying cinema, I was like uh, doing my films with drawings and mm. illustrations, and I was like doing stop motion with that. Mm -hmm. And to don't forget that way, because I was more passionate about uh, about that. Right. And in academic, in the academic way, you sometimes forget yourself mm, because yeah. you have a lot of work, and sometimes it's some works you don't really want to do you're right. not passionate about that mm -hmm. and you have to do it and you we don't have to forget ourselves right yeah it sounds like you you found a way to use it to benefit yes. yourself really. and it was so good for me even the teachers and all of that it was so appreciated mm -hmm. and it was like uh, different from the others mm -hmm. it was like uh, they have every they all have the same way of working and i had my own way right. i didn't study cinema before and they had a, a cinema background before mm -hmm. in their fur, in bachelor and all of that. And right. I was doing fine art. So I wasn't good at editing and all of these technical parts. Mm -hmm. And I was doing the, the things as I saw them. It was so different and it was good, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a very new experience. Yes. Yeah, nice. I was asking for help sometimes. It's normal. You have to, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's also yes. part of the process. You have to be able to have this. Exactly, help. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing a lot of, uh, it was more joyful mm -hmm. and uh, if I was doing the same way, the same way you did it, mm. I was going to get so bored. Yeah, Even the subjects. You have to stay true to yes. yourself and exactly. what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. So you were born in Tangier. Yes. Um, so what do you think the what do you think the issues are being an artist in Morocco? And then on the other side of that, what do you think the benefits are? And what brings you hope being an artist from and working in Morocco? I think in our time, there is no difference between being an artist from one specific city or one specific country. Mm. With internet, we are open to everything, all the opportunities. Yeah. I think Instagram is doing a great job. Yeah. You can really show up and show your work. But uh, the benefit from being here for the moment it's like there is a there is not a lot of people doing that mm -hmm. so you have this opportunity to show your work to be shown right and sometimes there is a, like a exhibitions or stuff like that that you don't find enough artists to expose uh, okay yeah so you don't have this big uh, crowd right on that it's not saturated like it exactly, is in a lot of big exactly cities. Yeah. for example in france mm -hmm. it's like uh, saturated everyone is mm -hmm. studying fine art in every small city they have a fine art school yeah. but here in morocco we have one school Wow. Yeah. One school like accept uh, 30 people per year. Really? So it's just like few, few, few people mm -hmm. who are doing this, uh, this fight and doing those careers. Yeah. So we have a lot of uh, opportunities. Yeah. I always say you're a big fish in a small pond. And that's, yes. a, yeah. <laughs> that's a good place to be. And yeah. uh, it's, an, it's have another inconvenience mm. because people don't really understand. And sometimes there is no need for art. Mm. People just tackle their, their 
the needs, the real needs, mm. like uh, food, uh, officials, uh, right, right. schooling, like the bodily kind yes, of needs. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And art is like something like uh, they don't really care about, mm. and they are not. They didn't grow with art. With uh, mm. they, they are not really open. They're just like few people. Yeah. Especially when you go, for example, for for an art gallery, and right. there is an exhibition, you will find the same people in That's every so exhibition. That's so true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've seen that even just being here in a short time. I've yes, seen that, exactly. Yeah. So people are not really open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Do you think that's just true though with modern art, or because there's a lot of traditional art forms? Yes. Also, there's like Ganawa and yes. Oriental dancing and all yes. of these more. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of others <laughs> besides that, but those are the two that come to mind. But do you think even those aren't quite valued enough, or do you think it's more like the modern, maybe more Western idea of art that's no, kind of hard to accept? All. I think everything has its own value mm. and everything has its own place. We really enjoy, for example, Gnawa. Yeah, they make a oh, magical too. mood and we are so, everyone is so transported to another mm-hmm. era. Yeah. So it's so fun. Yeah. I think it's not the same thing. Every Everything has its own place. Yeah. And his own time. Mm-hmm. And even uh, there is a, a contemporary artist who are doing Laita uh, and all of that mm-hmm. in a contemporary way. Yeah. And it's so fun. Yeah, I think they amazing. preserve and they put uh, beyond the limits yeah. of uh, this kind of, uh, of arts, of yeah. uh, traditional parts. What is Laita? Uh, it's a kind of, uh, I think it's a kind of uh, dancing and a kind of music. Ah, okay, nice. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, I don't know if you heard about Kabave Shichat. I don't think so. A group, yeah? <laughs> yes, a boys okay. who, drew, who, who wear kaftans and yeah. all of that. And they just dance like shichats. Really? Uh, you know shichats? Yeah, yeah. The dancers and that. They right. do that in a contemporary way. Oh, that's and so they cool. go on tours. They, they did that in a lot of... Uh, of corners in the world. Oh, amazing. Bowl. Yes. It's Are there videos of that? Yes. Okay, I'll have to add that in the <laughs> show notes. especially yeah. boys. Yeah. Who will just dress like uh, women. Really? And, uh, they are really into the mood. <laughs> wow, that's a really interesting. Yes, it's, yeah, uh, it's cool. a new experience that will make even the heritage mm-hmm. more rich. Right, exactly. And to be able to spread that more internationally also. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's very cool. Exactly. Especially those people are like, uh, they, they, ha- they learn languages, mm-hmm. so they can really explain and talk to other peoples in the other countries for example Mm. they can explain yeah yeah yeah, exactly that's great i wanted to go back just a little bit to what you're saying about needing art and how how people it's not one of the needs that people find here and i i'm just curious what your feeling is about that do you think art is really is it necessary is it one of our basic needs uh, for us, yes. For for the people who feel that they mm. really need it, and for the others, I understand. Maybe you can be passionate about sports or I don't know something else, <laughs> and yeah. it brings you joy. Yeah, I think uh, it's their things, mm. and we have to respect that. It's also amazing for them. Yeah. but I think we we are a specific person who like uh, obsessed with arts, <laughs> and yeah. it's it's not with everyone, and mm-hmm. it can't be everyone like that. Yeah. And it's normal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think I think there's also a difference between being an artist and then being creative. Because yes. I think creativity, you can be creative in business, you can be yes, creative exactly. in, in, in sports even. Exactly. But being an artist, it's something, it's a different different exactly. experience. Yes, it's yeah. vital for us. Yeah. You, th- you think like it is like uh, your goal in life. Right. And you, your life has a meaning mm. with art. Yeah. I don't know if we didn't have art, like, uh, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, just cooking, sleeping, uh, <laughs> studying, and it was going to be so bored. Right, yeah, yeah. We don't feel that boredom because we have this, uh, this special mm-hmm. <laughs> thing called art. Yeah. And it's uh, what brings uh, meaning and uh, a lot of good things into our souls. So is art something quite personal to you? Like, is the meaning of it quite personal to you? Or is it something more global and international i think it depends, depends. It can, you can't get global with some some parts of the population who don't really we don't really need it right for example in morocco we have a lot of rural areas mm-hmm. they have a lot of needs right art is the last things they can think about right it's a really limited thinking about the mm-hmm. meaning of art mm. i and unlike the other side of that, though, I've noticed that in, you know, I think 
I don't know, I've seen this before, a lot of rural communities in Morocco, a lot of the women, like, when they get together, they'll do a lot of percussion, yes. you know, like, this yes. kind of, like, I don't know, like, banging pots and pans or in a circle, like, these clapping yes. and singing. And that, in a way, it is art, isn't it? Yes, I mean, that can is. also, and that's something that I think feeds their community and, like, contributes to their, their well-being of their life. So in that way, maybe it is a, a need for them, just in a, in a different way, not in the kind of contemporary exactly. art sort exactly. of way. Exactly, it's their way. Yeah. And it's, uh, even in, in what they do, they... they, they, they <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what <laughs> would you call symphony. that? They uh, I don't know. It, it depends in every region. Oh, there's a, for okay, example, well. in the south, in the south, mm-hmm. they have a different kind of dancing. Yeah, yeah. And it's so fun. It's so specific from that part mm-hmm. of the population. Right. And uh, they really enjoy doing that. They keep it. They preserve it. They, it's like a heritage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's good. I think yeah. it's their way to make art. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And in that sense, I think art can be a really, it can be a really broad term it yes. can mean so many different yes. things yeah like you already talked to about skinawa and yeah. things like that it's like uh, it's also spiritual right exactly does art have a, a spiritual side of it for you uh, sometimes. sometimes not all the time yeah because sometimes you think a lot about i think before doing it mm-hmm. and i think it's sometimes lost it's magic mm. you don't really feel that uh, you you think about the final piece yeah like how it is going to be and if it is not the way you're thinking and in your head you're like stressed and you get angry and right. you get like this de- small depression right yeah and uh, it's lost the magic mm. but when you really experiment that you do the things for yourself mm-hmm. i think it's spiritual mm. and yeah. that's you you can to to uh like you're making a mood Right. For me, it's like uh, in the in at night when everyone is sleeping, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't come every day, almost right. every month, for example. It comes sometimes when I have a, a special mood, yeah, and they have a special feeling, and I think on that on that part, it becomes spiritual. Yeah, but it don't uh, come every day in every work yeah. in every project. Well, it wouldn't be special <laughs> if, yes, it, you know, yes. if it wasn't. Yeah. Exactly. It's the magic of art. Yeah. Have you read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? Yeah, it reminds me of that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, lovely. So, do you have any sort of creative routine or anything that you do daily to get yourself into a creative mindset? Yes, especially with cleaning. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You I'm feel- always surprised by this because I came from a household where my parents are like so creative. They're like, let's just leave the mess. So this always shocks no, me not, when I hear uh, it. We but. leave the mess after we finish. Yeah, yeah. But before, but just the studio, just yeah. the desk for, well, sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, you feel fresh. Mm. Especially when it's all clean, you have all the pencils like near you, you have yeah. everything near and in their place, mm-hmm. you feel like uh, you, you're free. Right. Yes, you can move, you can, you can do the chaos on yeah. that time. But just before starting, I prefer to have everything clean mm-hmm. to, to really start doing my mess. Yeah, it's like a really a fresh start for Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. And especially it comes always at night. Yeah. I don't okay. know, I can't really feel creative when there is a lot of noise and a lot of people. Mm. Sometimes like uh, just one person will come to my studio, he can like, just walk. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, I don't know, that's preparation. Mm, like being in the zone. Yes. Of, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a studio that you yes, work in? Yes, and they yeah. spend a lot of, of time alone. Yeah. I think it helps a lot. Yeah. Sometimes, even if you don't work, like you just get inspired or you're doing another thing in your studio, mm-hmm. but it does help. Because mm. you, you, it's like if you prepare yourself for the, the next things. Right, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I think I think creativity needs a lot of solitude. Yes. To really be able yes. to come up with those original ideas and yes. find what's in yourself. And to get like uh, even for noise. Mm, yeah. I think even you if you are at home, you feel a lot of noise. Yeah. I don't know if you can feel it. Yeah. But it's just the cars outside, even if you don't see them, mm-hmm. but you feel that. It's like energy in the air. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> and at the night it's so different. It's mm-hmm. so calm, like it's like you time. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's nice. See for me that's early morning. I always like I like to work maybe 
from like seven in the morning until like 11 yes. especially in Tangier no one wakes up yes. <laughs> early so, so it's really quiet then but that's that's lovely that nighttime it's also I dream about that I yeah. dream to be a morning person but I don't know I can't I think it's okay though I mean I, I think there's this pressure lately that like oh everyone has to be a morning yes, person yes, how to maximize yes. your morning routine that's, there's all these like articles about it yes. but I don't. Th- I think you just have to know your own rhythm. I think also being a night owl can be really beautiful. And but yeah. we can't deny that in the morning you're so productive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it depends on the person. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and if you get a lot done at night, that's. I have consumed yeah. a lot of uh, videos. How to wake up at five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learn a lot of books about it. Yeah. I can do that in the first day. It's perfect. Like yeah. I'm even doing my sports, writing my yeah. my journals, like doing my to do list and right. all of that. But in the next day, I say like, fuck it up. <laughs> no, I can't. No, I'm done. <laughs> yes, I prefer to have some few hours or some few minutes of sleeping yeah and I it's understand. bad yeah <laughs> i hate myself after that oh but it's okay i think you have to honor your body's natural like rhythms and cycles yeah, and, so. and you know how yeah. to be at tangeri <laughs> of course oh i know it affects you here it's yes. really it can be hard to wake up early here when i'm home i have no problem like at six i'm awake I'm like ready to go, but here oh, it's like you. here I try to wake up early anyway, but it's hard. It's lucky really hard. You, but yeah. it's good. But it's yeah. so you feel a special happiness in the morning. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I was curious about: what are some things that you do besides art? That yes. yeah, that might be kind of surprising uh, for people to know. I don't know. I just do like a. I love to do something special. Yeah. I just love exploring new places, mm-hmm. especially in nature and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like like uh, something who is surprise people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's my little okay. moment of joy and yeah. 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 Going I love swimming. I love uh, like the beach and I do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like small pleasures. Yeah, that's nice. And it's a normal pleasure. Like nothing special. <laughs> right. Well, I think sometimes we need these things that can kind of turn our brain off of yes work because when art is your work it's i think it's easy to be working all the time because it's something you love so it's nice to have these things that are more physical like swimming like you said or like taking a walk in nature that i think and especially because we spend a lot of time in the studio right and for me i spend a lot of time sitting yeah so sometimes it's like if you just respire when you explore and you like you open your brain Mm -hmm. and in the studio sometimes it gets uh I don't know, you feel not bored, but like uh, you're so close to yeah. yourself. We say and you get kind of like tunnel vision yes, sometimes, yes. like you're looking into a tunnel and exactly. nothing else matters. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to open up to nature, to just mm-hmm. respire, to see beautiful things, Yeah. like to just enjoy the small pleasures of life. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so funny because I feel like for my art form it's almost the opposite because <laughs> being a dancer like you're always like putting yourself out there and you're yes. always moving yes. and so doing something like this like sitting down and doing a podcast or sitting down and working on my website that's where I get to like deconnect <laughs> because I'm like oh I get to sit <laughs> it's kind of funny how there's that contrast but I think we always need that contrast exactly. whether it's like going exactly. on moving for you or exactly yeah and for your work I think with dance it's a lot of benefits in moving mm. a lot right it's like a lot of uh, you like a resurgent energy yeah exactly <laughs> and it's amazing <laughs> oh thank but, you. So with my work it's like uh, all the time sitting and drawing mm-hmm. and straighting and it's uh, almost all the time on my table mm-hmm. so sometimes you have you get a little bit tired mm-hmm. just by sitting yeah it's a different kind of energy that's yes, working exactly exactly yeah. yeah yeah cool so what are you working on at the moment are you working on any personal projects right now uh, for the moment i'm working on a series of watercolors mm-hmm. it's like uh, just exploring new techniques and mm-hmm. just having fun especially with ramadan nice. it was like my plan for ramadan yeah. oh i love that <laughs> so that should disconnect with the, all the pressure mm-hmm. and to just do what brings me joy nice and i really love that lovely what kind of things do you like to illustrate specifically uh, landscapes and urban lifestyle mm-hmm. And uh, with watercolor, I love when it flows. Sometimes it gets abstract, mm. abstract, and it's so beautiful. I think it's give you like a 
it's pleasing your soul. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. But sometimes this water with color, it mm-hmm. gives you uh, some feelings. Yeah. You feel something while doing it. Yeah. And I think it's the magic of watercolor. Mm, that's beautiful. Nice. Are you sharing these watercolors yet or are you keeping them for yourself? Uh, I'm just keeping them for myself for the same reason I talked yeah. about. Yeah, yeah of before. course. <laughs> I don't know. I I want to be back, for example, in Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I feel a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Even when I post, I was saying, who saw it? Yeah, and when I see good. the list, oh my God, this person saw it. What would she think? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like uh, a lot of pressure. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. Yes, and uh, this this past year I was like uh, kind of no posting at all, mm. but it gave me a lot of. Uh, I already discovered myself, mm. and I have a lot of me time. Nice, <laughs> and it was so benefit. But I have to come back because when I used to share, I had a lot of opportunities. Mm. We can't deny that Instagram yeah. is magic. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good with connecting people. Yes, That's yes, true. it gave me a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. I worked on a lot of uh, wonderful projects, mm-hmm. and when you disappear is like like if you kind of you don't really exist anymore mm, yeah <laughs> we don't see even when i miss people like oh you disappeared i know i disappeared only because i post nothing yeah it's true <laughs> yes and i feel like it's bad and it's good and bad in the same time yeah you have to i mean you have to be able to step away from it and not yes. apologize for it you yes. know there you're not accountable to anyone yes beside yourself it's so, so complex yeah yeah of course i was working i was doing things it just like i wasn't sharing them yeah and it's like if i did nothing and uh, if nothing happened yeah yeah that's the true. new word yeah well that sounds good that right now you're just doing work for yourself that, yes. that brings you joy and exactly it's important and i was asking myself what really brings me joy and why would i post everything mm-hmm. and uh, even i told you like i was drawing in my sketchbook and i was like waiting it was if it is going bad i was like i had a lot of pressure and mm-hmm. i was saying like oh my god like all of those people are seeing this bad drawing i'm doing oh yeah <laughs> it's become even if it is not present on that time mm-hmm. in your head it doesn't it doesn't disappear yeah of course <laughs> it's it's definitely an added pressure yes yeah no, you don't need that <laughs> but even with all of that we have to be present for the exactly. moment in that generation mm-hmm. it's important that's very important yeah I did want to ask you kind of a big question that's looking into the future as opposed to the present. Um, so have you have you heard of the podcast Design Matters with Debbie Millman? No. I think you would really like it. She's a, she is originally a designer and okay. she it, the podcast started with her just interviewing other designers. Okay. Um, but now she interviews creatives and just everyone working in the creative field about yes. kind of their what makes them what makes them creative, what makes them inspired, and it's a really nice podcast. So anyway, she came up with this um, exercise that she does with her students, because she teaches mm-hmm. as well, called the 10-year plan. Okay. So you, it's basically an essay that you write to yourself that's okay. kind of manifesting where you see yourself in 10 years. And it's not the typical, like, what are my goals, what are my... Yes. It's more like, if I didn't have any fear in my life, where would I want to be in 10 years? Like, what would my house look like? Who would I be with? What am I going to be doing during my days? And not not even in a career sense, yes. but just what would I be doing in my daily life? Okay. And so I wanted to just ask you, just off the top of your head, what does that look like for you? Maybe in, we could say five or 10 years. Okay. What, what do you imagine yourself doing? Uh, for me, it's like uh, when you were talking, I was just imagining myself mm-hmm. being by the sea. Nice. <laughs> being by the sea all the day. And uh, I love the energy the sea can mm. be. I don't know if everyone feels that. Sometimes people tell me like he hates that. He hates mm-hmm. going to the beach. And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's just not possible. Because <laughs> it's bringing me a lot of energy, mm. a positive energy. And uh, like doing my watercolor things and illustration, mm-hmm. photography. And mm. to do what really bring joy to my heart. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that that just came to you right away to yes. be by the sea. And and, I really yeah. see myself by the sea and mm-hmm. by a house, really by the the sunk, the 
uh, the song of the whales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's really the things who bring me a lot of joy. Beautiful. These and watercolor in the same time. Perfect. <laughs> and I draw a lot of scene on my watercolors. Really? Okay. Even if sometimes it's just like textures of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's always related to the sea. <laughs> mm, I love that. <laughs> That's really it's my nice. magical place. <laughs> well, you're not alone in that because I also love the sea. So <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I think we're in the right city for that. I think it's magical. It is, yeah. Especially when there is nobody. I hate the sea in these in the summer. Mm, yeah, we were talking about this. Change yes. in the summer. Yes. yes. Overcrowded. Yes. Yeah. Insupportable. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so perfect. In 10 years, you will be alone by the sea making your art. <laughs> yes, in Iceland or something. The Iceland seems a little bit so yeah. stereotype. <laughs> oh, but it's beautiful. It's, it's, yes, yeah. it's always beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, inshallah. We've, we've manifested that here today. So inshallah. in 10 years, we'll, we'll check in again <laughs> about that. Wow, from yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. Well, that it sounds would be amazing. Lovely. Yeah, inshallah. If only. <laughs> if only. You that's that's the idea of this exercise is you put it out there. Yes. And then you uh, in the exercise you actually write it down. So maybe, you know, go write I it down. Write it. And then <laughs> and then in 10 years or maybe in 5 years you check in Inshallah. and see see how close you are to this being a reality. I will do everything for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I mean, you're already living in Tangier, which is by the sea. Yes, but there is a lot of people in Tangier. I know. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> We are in a small city. You have a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think it's become so crowded. That's true. And more and more every year. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful, but mm-hmm. I don't know. That's true. Somewhere more secluded for you. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else you wanted to share before we kind of wrap this up? Mm. You know what? When when I listened to the other podcast, mm-hmm. when I saw like uh, you had to make uh, what is your routine and yeah. that, and I was like so disappointed of myself. Why? <laughs> and I was saying like before doing that podcast, I have to make that routine. I'm always <laughs> dreaming about, <laughs> and so I'm funny. always thinking about. Yeah. I have to structure my day and to have like the perfect uh, <laughs> structure. It's so funny. It's funny because I. I ask it just because I'm very personally into routines. Like, I like my morning routine, and I like taking ideas from other yes. people. But I also think it's, like, I think I'm a little bit too into it sometimes. Yes. I think it's also good to be flexible and to be able to change your routine every day and feel okay with that. Because especially during Ramadan, I'm realizing yes. when my routine gets thrown off, I feel lost. You know, That's I'm true. like, I don't know who I am anymore. Yes, this, all the system <laughs> is really, switched. Yeah, so I, I think... I think it's sometimes good if you don't have like a really strict daily That's routine true. also. You have to have that balance between And you have, if you have the same hours of everything, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like if you are working in a mm-hmm. company or something. Exactly. <laughs> you don't really allow yourself that freedom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it's so okay. benefit for creating. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's also the idea of this podcast is none of these people, including myself, are perfect. It's yes. all a process. Yes. So, so don't worry. <laughs> this is what I told to myself. Yeah. I, was going, I was going to Ruby with my mess. <laughs> with my perfect. raw life. <laughs> no, no, it's not a mess. It's all, it's beautiful. And thank you for sharing it. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> thank you so much, Huda. Thank you, at Ruby. out more about Huda and her work, you can check out her Instagram, which is just Huda Rahmani, along with the Instagram of her independent creative studio called Oud Studio, O-U-D Studio. You can also find her work at cargocollective.com slash hudorahmani or on Facebook, which is also just her name. As I said in the beginning, you can find the show notes for this episode at rubyjosephine.com slash podcast. You can also follow me at rubyjosephine-smith on Instagram or processpeace on Instagram if you wanted to see a little bit of behind the scenes of this podcast. If you've been enjoying it, please don't forget to leave some stars or a review on iTunes. And last but not least, as always, a huge thank you to Cooper Lee Smith for composing the amazing music for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a lovely day. Assalamu alaikum.